Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for September 21st, 2022. When I first got born again, the very first scripture I, I, I memorized was Joshua 1 and 8. And uh, it became my favorite scripture. It was my favorite scripture back then. It's still one of my favorite scriptures today. I call it God's formula for success. There's so much in Joshua 1 and 8. Uh, but yesterday, I gave you the setting for the Joshua 1 and 8 thing. I gave you the whole setting, the context. I'm going to re- revisit that today. But then we're going to take a closer look at Joshua 1 and 8. This series is entitled Pursuing Grace-Based Success. We're not pursuing success the way the world pursues success. We're pursuing it by the grace of God. Say, by the grace of God, I am what I am. So we are who we are by the grace of God. God is on us and in us and with us and for us. We only want what God wants for us. We want to become the men and women that God has called us to be. Now, we don't want anything but what God wants, but we want everything that God wants, right? So we're not going to, we, we're not like those people that shirk back or at the size of anything. There's no, there's no punk in us. There's no fear in us. We're not, we're not going to be afraid of anything. We're going to walk in the fullness of the assignment that God gave us from the foundations of the world. Say amen to that. We will maximize our purpose and potential while we're in the land of the living. Say amen to that. So we're pursuing God's success, grace-based success. This is part five of the series. And the title of today's message is Mastering Your Mouth, Your Mind, and Your Methods. Mastering Your Mouth, your mind, and your methods. Say this. Say, I master my mouth. Say, I master my mind. Say, I master my methods. When you get the word of God as the foundation for your words, as the foundation for your thoughts, and the foundation for your actions, then listen, you will experience the life that God destined for you to live, mastering your mouth, your mind, and your methods. Let's get ready for the word of God today. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. I see people already putting in in the chat that they master their mouth, their mind, and their methods. All right, so that's what we're going to be driving home today. And this is all found in Joshua 1 and 8. But let's look at our other scriptures first. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10 from the easy to read version. The Bible says, I mean that you've been saved by grace. I already told you that, and I'm going to keep telling you that you're saved by grace because you believe. It was the grace of God, the unmerited favor of God that gave you eternal life. When you believe God, you did not save yourself. Say, I did not save myself. It was a gift from God. All you do, all you can do with the gift is receive it. You're not saved by the things that you've done, so you have nothing to boast about. God has made us what we are. Now, in Christ Jesus, God made us new people so that we would spend the rest of our lives doing the good works that God had already planned for us to do. Say, there are good works that I'm supposed to do. And guess what? God has given you the grace to go do it. And so in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 30 and 31, the Bible says, God has united you with Christ Jesus. For our benefit, God made him, Jesus, to become wisdom itself. And we're united with wisdom itself. So God gives us wisdom from above. God, or Christ, Jesus, made us right with God. He made us pure and holy, and he freed us from sin. So Christ Jesus, here's a quick reminder this morning, he made us right with God. He made us pure and holy, and because of Christ Jesus, we're freed from sin. Say say this, say, sin has no power over me, right? So all of that happened in Christ Jesus. Therefore, 
The scripture says, well, if I'm going to boast, I have to boast in him because I didn't do anything. It's all about him. Second Timothy 1 and 9 says that God saved us and called us with a holy calling. Now, not according to our own works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus. When? Before the beginning of time. So he gave us the purpose and the grace for the purpose, the assignment and the grace for the assignment. He gave it to us in Christ Jesus. When? Before the beginning of time. And then Joshua 1 and 8, I'm not going to read it to you now because we're going to be looking at it all morning. So let me let me just kind of get ready for the word, right? So in Joshua 1 and 8, I told you yesterday that you needed to have some context around Joshua 1 and 8. And I believe I gave you that. I gave you that context yesterday. I kind of told you the whole story leading up to it, to that. But let me let me recap. Now that I've given you the context, you know the timing, the setting, right? So we looked at yesterday, Joshua 1, Moses, my servant, is dead. So, so God was saying, look, the, the season of Moses is over. You waited those 40 years. You was ready 40 years ago, but it wasn't your time. Those people wasn't ready. A whole generation had to die off in the wilderness. So they're dead. They're gone. Now it's your season. It's your time. It's your turn. <laughs> say, say, it's my season. Say, it's my time. Say, it's my turn. Okay. So Moses, your servant is dead. Joshua, you're now in charge. So we know the timing of it, right? You know the setting. God wanted to lead a new generation into the promised land, a, a land that he had promised their forefathers, Abraham, some 440 years earlier. So you know the time of it. Now you know the setting of it, right? You, and you know the enormity of the task. God was telling Joshua that he had to lead millions of people to possess millions of acres that were already inhabited. Let me say that again. So millions of people had to go take millions of acres and this land was already inhabited and we had already seen that it was inhabited by giants. So, so like, oh snap, like this is not, this is not going to be easy. The inhabitants were not just going to give up the land without a fight. And many of the inhabitants, to just give you an idea of the setting, many of the inhabitants had fortified cities and they had tested armies. They had fortified cities and they had tested armies. Okay. Well, what did Joshua have? Well, remember all the older people, they're dead now. Joshua has a whole new generation. He has the Joshua generation. Joshua has a nation of young and untested people. He's going up against millions of people with millions of acres. They have fortified cities and tested armies. What does Joshua have? He has a bunch of young people that were born as slaves, or some of them were born in the wilderness, and now they're free, and they're there, and they've never been tested. They, they, matter of fact, they've been given manna from heaven every day. Their clothes didn't wear out. They didn't get sick. Not, there was not one sick, not one feeble among them. But they were given, they didn't work. They gave, God gave them manna from heaven. So you have a generation that was raised on manna from heaven. You have a generation that's never been tested. You have a generation that's never been in a fight. You have a generation, and they're going up against fortified cities and tested armies. And so without God, to be clear, let's be clear about this. We're talking about success. Without God, these people would fail miserably right? But with God on them and in them and with them and for them, then there's no way that they can lose. So can you identify with Joshua? Before we kind of get into the, the message this morning, can you identify with him? So here's some modern day situations. I thought about it this morning. So let me just talk to you for a minute. Let's say, before we even get into what does this mean for you today, I'm just setting the stage. Okay. Let's say that you right now, you just took over an unproven team and you are expected to lead this unproven team, they've never been tested, right? You're expected 
to lead this unproven team to produce uncommon results. Like you, like because of you, you are expected to take these people that have never been through anything and lead them to accomplish more than anybody's ever accomplished. I mean, like, so that's crazy, but that can happen with the grace of God. Say it's the favor of God. I'm talking about how to be a success God's way, right? Here's another setting. You believe that God is leading you to do something. Oh man, there's going to be a lot of people that say amen on this one. You believe that God is leading you to do something. You've been dreaming about it for years. You've been dreaming about it for, for, for decades, maybe. Like you, you know that this is, God wants me to do this. And you've been dreaming about it, thinking about it. You have it on your vision board and all that. And now it's finally time. Say, it's my season. Say, it's my time. Say, it's my turn. Okay. So now it's finally, it's your season. It's your time. It's your turn. Now, but now that it's your season, it's your time, it's your turn. God, God said, hey, Moses is dead. That's it. It's up to you now, Joshua. Be strong. Be very courageous. Now that it's your season, it's your time, and it's your turn. That sounds good. Girl, high five your neighbor. That sounds good. But now that it's your season, it's your time, it's your turn. All that stuff that you've been dreaming about, now you got to go do it. And the reality is setting in. And you think to yourself, man, I'm talking about success in this series, right? Now you think to yourself, can we really do this? I mean, like dreaming about it is one thing, but now you got to go do it. Having it on your vision board, that's one thing, but now you got to go do it. Like, like now you're like, oh man, do I, do I really believe that God is with me? Do I really believe, do I really believe that God is going to do what he said? Because if God doesn't show up, I'm, I'm talking about like you in a situation like God, if you don't show up, oh my God, this is going to be, this is going to be bad. If you don't show up, it's not going to get done. Like if you don't show up, this is going to be ugly. If God doesn't show up, you will fail miserably. Have you ever been there? Man, I've been there. I, I've been there for sure. I've been there. And so, so yeah, that's, that's the setting that Joshua's in. And so now here's another, you know, a, a picture of the setting. It's finally your season. It's your time. It's your turn. But what is ahead of you is so huge that you're doing everything that you can not to fear. <laughs> you're doing everything that you can not to allow your heart to cross over into fear and doubt and unbelief. This is why Joshua 1 and 8 is so, is so important. Like you're meditate, you're trying to meditate and meditate on God's word. You're spending time in God's presence. You, you keep reminding yourself of what God said. Because if you don't, you know that it's really easy to allow yourself to cross over into fear and doubt and unbelief. It's, it's so easy for you to doubt God, doubt yourself, and doubt your future. It's super easy. Listen, you can be in church all your life and still doubt God. You can be in church all your life and doubt yourself. And so now, now, so now here's the thing. That's the setting, right? Right. And you know that if you keep your heart set on the word, if you know, if you know that if you just, man, if this thing really happens, like what God has been telling me and God is showing me and God is, man, if this thing really happens, you know that if this thing really happens, it will change the trajectory of your future. Like this thing is going to change your whole life but you're here you are wrestling with your heart. Please, I got to keep believing. Like I believe God, but please help my unbelief. And you're trying to struggle not to cross over into fear and doubt and unbelief. Come on, man. Say amen to that. I'm just, this is the setting, right? This is the setting. I'm just painting the picture. And it is in this context 
that God says to Joshua, be strong, be very courageous. Listen, I'm going to be with you everywhere you go. Meditate on the word. He said, this book of the law shall not depart from out of thy mouth. Thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have good success. Say amen to that. You got it? So that's the setting. That's the setting for Joshua 1 and 8. Now let's get into it. What does this mean for you today? Now I'm going to start teaching. I'm joking. I've been teaching the whole time. All right. You ready? All right. What does this mean for you today? I have a few things to share with you this morning. This is where I need you to rid your heart and mind of all distractions. Here we go. Number one, you must remain faithful. Say, I'm faithful. You must remain faithful and focused. Say, I'm focused. <laughs> so you must remain faithful and focused while you're waiting on your time to come. Now, it's one thing. We're going to talk about when is your time, when is your season, it's your turn. But while you're waiting on your time and your season and your turn to come, you're going to have to remain faithful and focused. It took Joshua 40 years. I'm talking about people that today that can't wait 40 minutes. They definitely, they struggle to wait 40 days. But 40 years? Come on, man. It took Joshua 40 years. And the delay was not even caused by him. The delay had nothing to do with him. The delay was caused by other people. And, 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 and make no mistake, you, while you're waiting on God, you got to remain faithful and you got to remain focused. How you wait can impact how long you wait. Let me say that again. How you wait can and will impact how long you wait. So you have to remain faithful and focused while you're waiting on God, while you're waiting on God to say, it's your season, it's your time, it's your turn. Like, like you, you have to, you have to meditate on the word of God so that you can, you can have the endurance. Say, I have the endurance. You have to have patience. You, I, I taught you about faith and patience. You, you have faith, but you have to add patience to your faith. Hebrews 6 and 12, it is through faith and patience that we obtain the promises of God. So you have to remain faithful. You have to remain focused. If you want to be successful, bottom line, you're going to have to be a man or woman of faith, but you're also going to have to be patient. Say, I'm patient. So patient, patience, the Bible patience uh, is a word hupomone, which means the force of consistency, that you are going to be consistently consistent. Say, I am consistent. I'm consistent day in and day out. I have patient endurance. I'm not going to waver neither to the left nor to the right. Every day I'm fixed and focused. Say amen to that. All right. Number two, when the time comes for you to walk in God's promise for your life, you got to keep the word of God on your lips and speak the word only. Say, I speak the word only. I'm speaking the word only. Now, I've done a great deal of teaching. I've done a bunch of series on the power of words, uh, this message in your mouth, all kind of stuff. So uh, on the website, on YouTube, there's a lot of teaching on the power of your words and how you got to speak the word only. I did a series called Speak the Word Only, all of that. So I'm not going to go over that. But let me just say this. You got to keep the word of God on your lips. The Lord said to Joshua, keep this book of the law, law always on your lips or always on your mouth. In the New Testament, James taught us in James 1 and 26 that if we can control our tongue, we can control our life. Let me say that again. The Bible says, if I can control my tongue, then I can control my life. I need to control my tongue so that I can control my life. Why? Because I'm going to have whatsoever I say. Now, just to be clear, because some, at the end of, like I say, I tell you to say something all the time. And at the end of this message, I'm going to say, repeat after me, words of faith from a believing heart. Why do I do that? Well, in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10, the Bible says that you should confess the Lord Jesus with your mouth, right? Believe on the Lord Jesus with your heart. For it is with the mouth um, that confession is made unto salvation. And it, you're believing it with your heart. 
and you're confessing it with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. Now, when you speak words of faith from a believing heart and you spoke that Jesus Christ is Lord and you believe that he's the Lord of your life and you really believe that and these words of faith came from a believing heart, that's how you got born again. And if that delivered you from hell, then speaking words of faith from a believing heart can deliver you from just about anything. Now, your words, when you speak words that you believe, now, here's the danger though. You can speak words of fear that you believe too. So the words that you speak that you believe are either tapping into the kingdom of God or the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of God or the kingdom of Satan. So you can actually align your lips with God or with Satan. You can align your heart with God or with Satan, which is why Proverbs 18 and 21 says that the power of death and life, both of them are in the tongue. And so you're going to eat whichever one comes out. So the power of death and life, light and dark is in the tongue and you're going to eat whatever comes out. And so at the end of the day, you want to speak the word only. See, I speak the word only. I'm speaking words of faith from a believing heart. Let me be practical because I'm teaching you a series on success. You can't speak death and expect life. You can't speak failure and expect success. You can't be out here just speaking negative and think that everything is going to be successful. You need to speak the word of God continually over your life. You need to have your, your, your words should be seasoned with grace. For you to get to the level of success that God wants you to have, you got to speak the language of faith. faith. Say this, say faith has a language. I can hear faith. I can talk to any, anybody. If I talk to you for five minutes, I can hear whether or not you're a person of faith. I can hear whether or not I'm hearing faith or I'm hearing fear. I'm hearing faith or I'm hearing doubt. I'm hearing you know uh, a belief. I'm hearing unbelief. Like I can hear it. So faith has a language. And so when you speak the language of faith, when you speak words that align with God's kingdom plans and purposes, then your words and your heart will help you to experience God's best on this planet. Say amen to that. We're talking about how to be successful. Speak the word only. You got it? All right. Number three, when the time comes for you to walk in God's promise for your life, you must meditate and meditate on God's word day and night. So you got to keep the word of God on your mind. Not just keep the word of God in your mouth, but you got to keep the word of God on your mind. So you can use the word of God to master your mind. Uh, God told Joshua, hey, meditate on this thing day and night. Why? Because the word of God, when you meditate on a day and night, it helps you to take control of your thought life. So let me just give you a few practical things. It's hard to experience success. I'm talking about success. It's hard to experience success in life if you see yourself as a failure. Because you know when people that see themselves as a failure, that's what they speak. Oh, I'm just not good at it. No, well, nothing good ever happens to me. Oh, I'm just, well, you know, this is, this is just the way I am. I'm not, you know. No, that's not faith at all, right? And so it's hard to experience success if you see yourself as a failure. Your legs will never take you where your soul has never been. Let me say that again. Your legs will never take you where your soul has never been. In my book, Level Up Your Life, if you haven't gotten it, you should get it. I do a whole teaching on this, and I talk about soul prosperity. You will never experience life prosperity until you experience soul prosperity. Your soul, you need to see yourself doing it in your soul before you're ever going to have it in life. You need to see it on the inside before it happens on the outside. If you can't see it on the inside, it's not going to happen on the outside. Just point blank. God, God is not going to let you have it on the outside until you get it on the inside. And so you have to get it on the inside and it has to be more real to you on the inside to the point where now you're ready to receive it on the outside. In many ways, uh, Proverbs 23 and 7 says, as a, as a man thinks, 
and it's hard. So is he. So if you think you can, you think you can't either way, you're right. It has to happen on the inside before it happens on the outside. So God says to Joshua, hey, look, because of what you're about to do, and it's so important, I need you to meditate and medicate on this word day and night. And so for you, you got to do what Joshua did. Like for you to become successful, you're going to have to meditate, medicate on God's word day and night. You got to see yourself say this, say, I believe what God believes about me. You got to believe what God believes about you. You got to see yourself the way that God sees you. You got to walk in your divine assignment. You got to be fully persuaded by God. You're not trying to persuade God. You're persuaded by God. You got to meditate and medicate on the word of God day and night. Say amen to that. All right. Number four, last point for today. When the time comes for you to walk in God's promise for your life, the word of God must be the standard for your conduct and actions. The word of God must be the standard for your conduct and actions. Say this, the word of God is the standard for my life. So your, your, your conduct and your actions must be based on the word of God. God told Joshua, hey, look, keep this word of God and keep the, my word in your mouth. Keep my word on your mind. But he didn't want Joshua to just speak the part or look the part. He said, but then Joshua, you're going to have to observe to do everything that is written therein. He said, you got to do it. The Bible is not a textbook to study, it's a life book to live. Your learning must turn into living, right? So, so it's not just for you to talk about it. You can't just give God lip service. You can't just think about it and talk about it and think about it and talk about it and sing about it and talk about it. And th- no, no, no. You have to go do it. God told Joshua that, that all of that, like at the end of the day, you have to go do it. Your mouth and your mind has to spill over into your methods. Your mouth and your mind has to spill over into your methods. Joshua, if he didn't go do it, he was going to miss out on God's best. You, If you want to be successful, you can't just sing and think and pray and speak and worship and all of that. All of that needs to lead to doing. If it doesn't lead to doing, then you're wasting your time. All of that worship and talking and, and praying and, and, and all of that singing needs to lead to action. Because anything less, the purpose of speaking godly words and thinking godly thoughts is so that it can produce godly action. Anything else is a facade. There are too many people that put up this facade. There are way too many people that just talk a good game. They they look the part. They know how to dress. When when the pastor says, God is good, they say all the time, pastor. (laughs) And they say all the time, God is good. They know how to clap on the second and and fourth beat. They know how how to sing the right songs, but they ain't doing nothing. Listen, at the end of the day, it, it, it's a facade. Your 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 lips and, and your your singing and your your thinking and your speaking, all of that needs to lead to action. People need to see you go do what you said that God said in your life. Now it's time for you to go do it. And when it comes time for you to do it, you're going to have to be strong and very courageous. You're going to have to take control of your mind. You're going to have to con- take control of your mouth. You're going to have to take control of your methods. You're going to have to walk this thing out, right? You're going to, you are a believer and you have to live like it. You have to actually go do what God told you to do. All right? That's enough for today. I gave you a lot today. You ready? That's Joshua 1 and 8 in a nutshell. This is a formula for success. All right, so let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I'm going to want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say this. Open up your mouth and say this. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about grace-based success. I know I was not born to fail. Mm -mm. (laughs) And for sure, I was born again to succeed. I am success. Going somewhere to succeed on a daily basis. In this season, I take control of my thought life. 
I bring every thought captive. I master my mind with your word. I meditate and medicate on your word day and night. I also master my mouth. I speak your word continually. When people listen to me, they hear you because my speech is seasoned with grace. And Father, the purpose of me mastering my mind and mastering my mouth is so that I can master my methods and my actions. I refuse to give you lip service. I am not a hearer only. I am a doer of the word of God. My learning turns into living. My studying turns into doing. Therefore, I can declare, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting my notes, you should want my notes. You get it for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address there. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. I master my mouth. I master my mind. I master my methods. I master my life. Do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat. If this message was a blessing to you, I tried to contain myself. I tried not to preach today. I really wanted to teach this thing and I'm I'm proud. I'm glad I did it. I taught it and I pray that this message is a blessing to you. Leave me some comments in the chat. Share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Have an amazing day. Guess what? I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to learn more about our ministry or you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit ripministries.org. You will learn there what we're doing in the Caribbean, providing a Christ-based education to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic. We also provide them a hot meal every day. If you would like to partner with us, click on the donate button. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have my book, Level Up Your Life, go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and etc. all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, if you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabella and I, the Lord impressed it upon my heart for Isabella and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit. I'm addressing things uh, as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.